planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. Welcome to the Ever Black Podcast. On this episode, we chat to Scott K from Voyager, who are currently on the road with 12 Foot Ninja on the Upload Tour, which was a run of shows around the Australian Download Festival last week. Catch both bands in Queensland from this Friday night, March 15, at the Shark Bar on the Gold Coast, and then Saturday, March 16, at the Valley Drive-In in Brisbane. Tickets are on sale now through Oddsticks. Go see two of the best bands our country has to offer because uh, they're both just not only phenomenal live, but uh, their albums are just killer. And uh, I can't wait to uh, get my hands on the new Voyager album when they uh, when they finish that. So uh, you can, you'll hear all about that in the interview with Scott. So uh, stay tuned. But before then, we have to mention that this episode is brought to you by Blacklight Art and Design, who are the go-to for all our screen printing needs. They've done all our shirts and hats for Ever Black Media, and I highly recommend checking these guys out. Big shout-out to Karen and Buzz. Love your work, guys. Go to www.blacklightad.com.au and order your uh, merch there. This show is also brought to you by our good friends at RW Promotion, who are the best in the biz when it comes to stickers, flyers, banners, badges, and all other promo you need for your band or business. Go to www.rwpromotion.com.au and uh, check those guys out. Also, I want to give a shout-out to uh, the guys at Lumberpunks Axe Club, who now have two venues in Queensland, one in Miami on the Gold Coast and the other in West End in Brisbane. Lumberpunks is an axe-throwing club, which is uh, perfect for date nights, solo adventures, uh, putting a club together. You can go down there with your mates and throw some axes and listen to some metal, or if, even if you don't listen to metal, you can you can put whatever you like on. It's a, it's a free world, I guess. But um, metal is obviously recommended. All sessions are 1.5 hours in length and comprise of a safety induction, instruction on tactical tomahawks and hatchets, and then competitive play. Receive 10% off your session when quoting Everblack in your booking notes. Terms and conditions apply. Big thanks to those guys for swinging that our way. No pun intended. Uh, go check out Lumberpunks. It's just a hell of a good time. All right, here is my chat with Scott K from Voyager. Go see them this weekend. Enjoy. Scott, good to talk to you again, man. Uh, how's things going? It's been great, man. It's just been an awesome time hanging out at Download. And, yeah, I mean, the, the hospitality has just been really amazing. And um, the fact that people showed up early for the set was awesome. The whole thing's just been sick, really. Well, I saw you download on Saturday, and uh, you guys just played a killer set. How was it from uh, your side of things? It was awesome. We, we don't often get the opportunity to play on such a huge stage, so we try to take <laughs> as much advantage as possible. So, um, as I like to say, there's lots of room for activities on that stage, so um, we try to use it all up. Uh, but, yeah, it was, it was awesome. And, honestly, it was really cool to see how many people were willing to get down so early as well because, you know, these festivals go for you know, nearly 12 hours. So I don't normally, I wouldn't expect people to, to get down so so early and be so keen for it. But everyone who was there was just like stoked. So yeah, uh, a big thank you to everyone who came out early. I would have liked to have uh, seen you in Melbourne as well. 
both were incredible. Melbourne was um, Melbourne seems to kind of be a bit more of a reserved, like observant crowd, at least from from what I could gather. But um, just equally as as enthusiastic as the Sydney crowd, and and again, like everyone, there were, there were hundreds and hundreds of people there early. So yeah, it was wicked. It was really really cool. Who was your favourite? Did you get to catch um, anyone? Yeah, yeah. I I actually really liked um, Code Orange. I thought that they put on an insane live show. Um, I've been wanting to see them for mm. a couple of years now and I just haven't had any opportunity to. I think I just missed whenever they were playing in Perth. But Code Orange was sick. Um, caught a bit of Slayer, who were awesome. And honestly, I just love 12 for Ninja. Like, we're, we're touring with them at the moment and it's just it's wicked to see them on, on a larger stage as well, just absolutely smashing it. So that was really, really cool. Did you get to uh, meet anyone there? You know, maybe someone you uh, look up to? Oh man, I'm, I'm I'm the biggest geek ever. Like I'm so bad at just like cold approaching people. <laughs> I feel, you know, I'm, I just feel like rude. And every time I've done that, it's just resulted in me being like the nerdy guy from the Simpsons. Just like, um, hi, uh, <laughs> you know, like, it just, it doesn't, it doesn't work that well for me. So I, I like to have these things happen organically um if they can so really we just kind of kept to ourselves and i I saw a few people around the traps who i've I've played gigs with in the past and that was really awesome and actually just a a bunch of mates in the crowd as well which is really nice just people who have moved moved here and there so i kind of kept it more (laughs) low-key and i had a few good party oh yeah yeah it was great man just like the yeah like i said before the hospitality was just like incredible um I think to everyone who was who was working in that in the Hofspo group backstage all deserve um, a lot of praise. And the food was awesome. The drinks were great. And yeah, honestly, it was. I, I very rarely get to get these experiences where I, I genuinely feel like a bit of a rock star. And this was like one of those experiences. So yeah, it was it was amazing, man. So I thought you'd get that overseas because you guys are pretty pretty well known uh, over in Europe and and the states and stuff. Yeah, Europe. Europe um, pull out a lot of stops for for everyone. Their their standard is is pretty damn high. So that's that's you're right. <laughs> you're dead right. Europe is is on the same level a lot of the time. But for Australia, because we you know, I guess when you're doing gigs around here, the you get a, a carton of beer on average for for a show at um at a local. You get a carton. Yeah, pretty much. Oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Jesus. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit like that. So, you know, it's it's an interesting contrast going from Australian writers to European yeah. writers. Like, far out, how do they afford this stuff? Like, <laughs> it's crazy. Um, but then, you know, uh, European bands, when they come over to Australia for the first time, they're like, oh, you know, where is the catering? And like, man, <laughs> you're not going to get any of that. Here. <laughs> here's, a, here's a straw, one beer, and a Macca's cup. And... Yeah. Uh, and uh, and a Macca's voucher, so yeah. uh, you get six nuggets to share. Go yeah. go ahead. That's uh, that's the best we could do. That's oh, that's that's or or you know in most places it's like oh yeah, there's a toilet. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. have fun. Have do we fun. have a shower? Uh, well, yeah. if you want the toilet for that, go for it. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. So yeah, when we get one drink ticket up here, it's a uh, it's it's like a miracle sometimes. Yeah. There are places. Jokes aside, there are some places that treat you quite well, like. Uh, yeah, you know, the shark bar and stuff like that are pretty good. But uh, there have yeah. been some places that I've played <laughs> where it's like, uh, can I can I just have uh, water out of a clean glass? 
Yeah. <laughs> right. so, and they're like spit shine it and, you know, hand it to you. You're like, oh, cool. Mate, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's an amazing contrast. So whenever whenever there is anything above bare minimum, we are we are super appreciative. So, um, yeah, it was – the festival was just awesome. And I think, you know, considering what this is – is this the second time, the second year that downloads run? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I mean, considering that it's also in its uh, infancy, the organization has been pretty damn good on the whole as well, considering how massive these things are to set up. Like when you actually see all of the trucks and everything from the back end, it's just – it's insane the amount of work that goes into this. So, you know, I just encourage everyone to get their tickets and try and keep this thing going because obviously we don't have a lot of – um heavy metal representation mm. these days in festivals and in radio play and all this sort of stuff. So, you know, the festivals are the only thing that really keep this scene alive a lot of the time. Absolutely. And you're not the only one that said that. I, you know, even from my side of the fence, I had an absolute blast. I thought everything was so well organized. Yeah, like, absolutely. Um, like not, not to bring too much of the local politics in, but like that this whole this whole nonsense with Sydney's um, Sydney's new laws. I mean, mm. look at the, looking at the, the police presence at that festival, man, every single cop bar one incident that I saw were just standing around, just hanging out, you know, it, <laughs> look, it was like a giant waste of government money and, and more yep. private, private money for the festival to get all these cops here who were just standing around doing nothing, which, you know, is bad in the sense that, this money had to be spent, but good in the sense that, you know, maybe this shows what, what it's actually like, that, that there really aren't as many problems as a, as a spouse. And, you know, this whole thing can just go away eventually. I'm actually surprised that you said that there was an incident because I didn't see from my side, everyone was cool, man. Yeah. Everyone there, you know, in the pit, everyone was picking each other up, yeah, you know, absolutely. helping each other out. Yeah, but- yeah, definitely. There was really there was only one incident, and it was one guy being carried out of the venue by two police, and that was that was it. Um, and a couple of cops interviewing some witnesses or something. So I mean, I, I don't I, I don't want to make any assumptions, but um, you know, obviously one guy got kicked out of the venue, and that's literally all I saw. The rest of the day was just mm-hmm. like completely peaceful, and yeah, there were no issues at all. So yeah, I'm just really hoping that that the um, Sydney local government can kind of get their shit together and get rid of these ridiculous rules, you know? Cause I mean, they're, they're just not necessary. No, it's, it's bullshit. It really is bullshit. But, uh, you guys are actually going to be heading up this week with 12 foot Ninja for a couple of shows. And one yeah. of those is on the gold coast at the shark yeah. bar, but you've been on tour with them, but even before the, the weekend, How, how's it been, uh, hanging out with those guys for, for this run? It- it's been great, man. Like they've been, they've been a band that I've known about since I was like 19, which is kind of insane to think about because, you know, I've just seen them go from strength to strength in, in recent years, like since Silent Machine came out and mm. now, they're, now they're absolutely smashing it, which is amazing. Um, so yeah, it's kind of surreal in a way because I've, I've been wanting to tour with these guys for years and now it's actually happening, which is really awesome. Um, and they're just like the biggest lads ever, like, they're just the nicest dudes, and um, I think we have very similar ridiculous sense of humor, so that's been really good. The Perth show, they were all, like, knackered as hell, so we didn't really get much of a chance to to catch up with them then, but um, from Canberra onwards, we've just been having great banter, and, yeah, it's been it's been wicked, man. Um, so I reckon the rest of these shows would be great, and hopefully we can tour with them again at some point in the future. 
Yeah, man, I, I'm pumped for the weekend. It's going to be awesome. And of course, you released a new single, Bright Star, recently. How's yeah. how's the rest of the album coming along? How far <clears> off is that? At this point, I think we've got just vocals and keyboards. I think the rest is um done. I think Simone's got a guitar solo to track. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're we're very we're on we're on the pointy end of uh, of the the whole record process, which has been a different experience for us this time around because we've had a we've had a, a time restriction um we have to get this record done by a certain date and so the pressure has been a little bit more intense this time around but yeah i mean the way everyone's been receiving bright star is has been amazing like it was it's a very it's it's a poppy tune but it has this like heaviness to it that i think grabs the whole um broad spectrum of our our listener base which is really cool um and this record so far is like both poppier and heavier than anything we've ever done before. So we're really taking these extremes in contrast, which is really cool. So I'm, I'm excited to see how people respond to it. I'm not sure how they're going to respond to it, but we'll, um, I guess we'll see. <laughs> uh, well, if it's anything like a single man, I think it's absolutely going to go off. <laughs> Recently signed to Season of Mist, and uh, yeah, how's that been? It's been great. Um, it's kind of good having um, a label kind of kick you up the butt a little in terms of getting things done. So uh, a little bit of that time pressure has been really good for us because we tend to, um, we tend to postulate on a bunch of writing ideas and, um, kind of almost overanalyze everything that we do from that perspective. So having someone just say, this is the deadline and you have to meet it has actually been kind of good for us in a way because it's just, yeah, it's, it's made us, it's forced us to make quick and hard decisions I think that's a really important skill to have as a band. And I think just, I'm just really stoked that we've got a, a group of people behind us that really believe in what we do because having a label support us, because we, we've, the last two records we did were completely on our own, self run, self funded, well, crowd funded, um, yep. which has been awesome. And, you know, in terms of just trying to get the record to as many ears as possible when you've got a, only a small cohort of people. Um, it can be very difficult. So having Season of Mist behind us and you know pushing us out to all of their contacts and everything, hopefully it'll just mean that we can reach more people, which is kind of the whole goal with this thing. So yeah, we're very excited, man. And I think just having having a team behind us that that are actually really dedicated to to trying to get us out there is um really exciting. So it's been awesome so far, man. Yeah, that sounds amazing, man. Well, I definitely can't wait to hear what you guys have got cooking up. But the band has also shared the stage or stages with, you know, many legendary bands like Deftone, Sixth, Cannibal Corpse, Leprous, Nightwish, what a Coheed and Cambria was another one, one of my favorite bands. This mm. just goes on. Which of those bands that have you played with that maybe have you built up friendships with and stayed in contact with? Um, I think that the primary one for us has been Leprous, actually. Um, just amazing amazing people and i think we just again connected on both a personal and a musical level like there was a mutual love for each other's music and and the musicality and and everything like that and um so yeah we've we've kept in touch with those guys and i mean if we could tour with with them from now until the end of time i'd be pretty damn happy (laughs) Uh, they're just yeah they're just rad people um and actually a, a band from um, the states called Oceans of Slumber as well, who we've maintained um, a little bit of contact with, and those guys were rad as well. They're going through a couple of member and lineup changes at the moment, but I'm sure they'll be they'll be back at it at some point very soon. Yeah, I think it's primarily those two. It, it's um obviously when you're touring with with much larger bands, it's um 
I guess our assumption, or at least my assumption, is that you know they they've done this stuff for years and they've met so many people. So I guess it's it's I don't feel I sometimes feel like it's encroaching on personal space to try and like force up some kind of some kind of long term mateship. But I mean, obviously, you know, when you're when you're working together, um, you want to make it the best experience you can. And um, touring with Deftones was actually an awesome experience because all those guys were super lovely as well. So, you know, it's it's bands at that level that you go, you know, like you kind of want to give them a bit of their space because they've done this stuff for, for, for many years. And so um, there's a bit of that sort of respect, respect the space kind of thing that yeah. you do. So I, I personally find it really difficult. Like I said before, I'm a, I'm a bit of an awkward dude sometimes. And so I find it hard to um, break the ice with some of these bigger, bigger bands because because of that. Um, yeah. and I, yeah. I don't know whether that's just like a perception thing at my end or or whatever, but yeah, I just tend to err on the side of you know respecting the space, I guess. <laughs> I think that's good advice, definitely. <laughs> They're like, I can't wait to meet so and so. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah, yeah. You kind of you kind of get the job done first, and then if you have the opportunity to to hang out, then yeah. then you do that you know. So I guess it's just keeping your priorities in in order. <laughs> That's it. Be cool. Well, both you and Simone are just amazing guitar players. How would you describe your writing sessions together, and and you know how they come together? Thanks, man. It's it's it varies a lot because we, the way that Voyager writes is a uh, we, we take a lot of different approaches. Um, like we spend quite a bit of time in the jam room nutting arrangement ideas out, um, but then each of us kind of respectively go back and and spend a bit of time in our own writing ideas that we have concocted in our heads that could potentially mm-hmm. work for a song so that there's this we do this really interesting mix of you know everyone in the jam room and then maybe two or three people in the jam room and then time alone so we kind of combine those three elements into our writing process so when we've got specific like guitar based ideas that we need to nut out then me and Simone usually come over to my place and we We'll write a couple of riffs and then and then kind of go. All right, well, what can we do with this? Like Simone tends to have a really good ear for um for arrangement, and she kind of goes, oh, you know, maybe on the third repeat of this riff, we can do this little idea and would we'll, we'll noodle something out. And um, so there, there's like a ton of collaboration, and it's done in sort of either the entire group or in smaller groups or whatever. Um, and then there have been points where you know Simone's written a two part guitar idea, and I've written a two part guitar idea on my own. And that's kind of worked out as well. So it's a it's a mixing pot, man. We we try everything. We're happy to <clears throat> we're happy to to do jams in whatever formulation we we can we can muster. Um, but I think what's been really cool about working alongside Simone is just I think that we both understand each other's ideas and what we're trying to articulate. Um, and while they might be different ideas, we're both very accepting of each other's concepts and ideas as well mm. so you know if, if she's like uh, like i'm hearing something like this and i go oh man i never would have thought of that but that's really cool and then vice versa if i've come up with something she goes yeah that sounds great so i, I think there's this um it, it's very rare that you actually get that experience where yeah. both guitarists actually entirely you know 95 percent of the time entirely agree on what should be done with the guitars generally speaking so um that's it sounds like such a simple thing but in, in honesty it just it isn't it's a it's a really rare thing to have someone connect with you on that in that way so yeah it's awesome most guitarists i've worked with especially when you got two in a band that that is a rare thing they're usually uh sometimes spilling out into the streets 
you know, gloves off <clears> over <throat> one yeah. little riff, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's crazy the, the amount of, um, sad, sadly enough, the amount of ego that, that, that doesn't get put to the side with this stuff. It always, it's, it's the thing that ruins everything, man, is, is if you're, you, you have to, you have to, like, as lame as it sounds, you almost have to take a, a kind of Buddhist approach to your writing where if someone, yeah. if, if everyone in the band is telling you, man, we're not feeling it, you've just got to accept it and, and throw it away. You know, or archive it, or whatever. But just don't like, yep. don't, don't force a, a square peg into a round hole, man. Like, if everyone's not feeling it, just put it aside. It's the only way to get things done in a, in a, when, when you're dealing with a collaborative group of people. You know, you hear that, guitarist? <laughs> <laughs> put your you hear that? aside, mate. Just, uh, you know, there needs to be a sign in the jam room. Most jam rooms says, "Don't be a dick." Yeah, literally. So, just, yeah. Just, or, or if you're going to be a dick, at least be funny about it. That's that's it. Make it a joke at least. But uh, just it's so it can be it can be painful when when you've got scenarios where someone's just really adamant on something and everyone else is just kind of like shrugging <laughs> their shoulders. Like, um, and th- honestly, like again, it's it's so awesome because Voyager, we just we we very rarely have these mm. moments, if at all, which is just great. So I think we've, with this current lineup that we have that's been running for the last three records, it's um, it, it feels so solid in that respect. Like the, the fact that we can just kind of get past our own our own egos and just kind of accept what the group wants and and try and write for the song rather than for the self. From you know fans' perspective, from that side, that shows with you guys. You every time I've seen you guys, it's like you're a unit, yeah, an absolute tight unit. So yeah, uh, it's, it's it's cool that that translates because um yeah i mean it, it can be hard sometimes when you're you know some some gigs you play you're really not feeling it um and you just kind of have to go but we're we're here to perform we're here to entertain and you have to just go out there and and play a damn good show even if you're feeling miserable um and sometimes you come off the stage feeling better as a result but yeah it's 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 awesome to hear that because you know a lot of this stuff is um is unspoken stuff that that you know you don't know whether it's it's not a uh it's not a tangible thing when you're seeing a performance whether Mm. whether everyone in the band are mates you know um but it's really cool to see that that does translate with us and and i think that that's one of the things that that maybe sets us apart from other bands is that when we play live we're, we're genuinely enjoying each other's space and and um and energy you know and i think that that's that's an awesome thing like i couldn't imagine i couldn't imagine doing a tour or playing music with with people I don't like, like they, that would just I would quit music, man. I just wouldn't I wouldn't mm. be hands if 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 I was sitting next to someone I genuinely did not enjoy spending time with. You know, that's awesome to hear. I hope the other guys, you know, hear that because that's, that's yes. Yeah. We we try to communicate. We're we're a bit of a mushy group sometimes. <laughs> just, yeah, we 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 have this we have this whole like in joke where if someone's being hell sentimental, someone will just tell them to shut up. <laughs> and, like, and it just shuts it down immediately, but it's obviously done purely in in love. But it's yeah, it's, we do tend to be pretty open about all that stuff, which is great. Like we always say, you know, man, I couldn't imagine, <laughs> I could not imagine doing this with anybody else. So yeah, it's it's really awesome, man. It's a it's a cool little family that we've got going on. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Well, uh, of course, what's what's the album called? The one that's coming out. Oh man, we don't even have a name for it. To be honest, we've been postulating on that for a while, and uh, we don't have anything at this point. So, 
No leaks of new information just yet, unfortunately. Oh, no nuggets. No nuggets. No, okay. No, no nugs for you, mate. <laughs> um, all, all I can say is that we're, we are planning to release a couple more singles before the album. Um, yep. And yeah, we don't know. We don't even know what songs we're choosing at this point. So it's it's all very um it's all very open ended at this stage. Um, but pl- there are plans to have the record out uh, later this year. And after the tour, I mean, you got the album, the tour. Yeah, uh, you're heading back overseas. Are you going to come do another run around Australia? What's uh What's the uh, plan? <clears throat> the plan at this point is also ambiguous. <laughs> to be completely upfront. <laughs> Um, we're, we're in planning stages at this point, so we're just trying to work out what's available to us and, and then we'll, um, we'll have some more announcements hopefully within the next couple of months or so. Um, but yeah, at, at this exact stage, we just wanted to try and focus on this Australian run and see how that goes and then kind of work from there, work out what our next single is going to be and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, we're, we're still in planning mode at this stage. Awesome, man. Well, I uh, definitely can't wait to see what you guys do next. But until then, the upload tour with 12 Foot Ninja hits Queensland this week on Friday, 15th of March at the Shark Bar before heading up to Brisbane on Saturday, March 16th at the Valley Drive-In. Dude, thanks so much again for joining us on the show. And uh, we'll see you on the weekend, brother. Thank you, man. Catch you there. Have a good one. Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. 